0: Seven,
1: six,
0: five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother! Shh.
2: League of Wildness, Wildman Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This episode was recorded on launch day for our one-year anniversary challenge in our Wild Gym League of Wildness Facebook group. It's the most positive group online. I'm telling you guys, I was resistant to starting this group for years, my former partner was like, oh, it's going to be this negative thing and all that. And I just, I never really thought critically about it. And we launched it. And uh, here we are. It's just such a positive group with people from all over the world. And it's all about just kind of exploring these different topics, getting wilder, and kind of expanding our imagination of the possible. So this conversation was recorded Kim and I were kind of talking about how our fitness routines change, our eating habits change as we enter into the summer season. So on that note, please enjoy this episode. Here we go. Okay, we're live. League of Wildness. Kim and I are back with, this is our one-year challenge anniversary.
1: It is. It's crazy.
2: I guess it's the one-year anniversary of the Wild Gym League of Wildness group, so... I would love to hear yeah. as you guys come in, drop a drop us a shout out in the comments, but I'd love to hear who's been here for the whole year. I feel like a lot of you have.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Yeah, it's uh
2: Kim, we, we've always talked about how like the time became predicated on challenges, you know, it was like. My year, instead of weeks and months, became challenge week one, week two, week three, etc. So it's fun. The psych seems uh, legit from everyone.
1: Yeah, everyone was ready to go for sure.
2: Yeah, a few people even jumped the gun. We got Brent. Happy anniversary, wild man. Appreciate it. Eric, welcome. Welcome to the League of Wildness. Tom, good to have you, my man. Oh, Rob. You're emerging from your dormant period. So Rob's who I ran into at uh, SFO Airport. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It's one of those things where it's like, I have no, I kind of, it takes me a minute to understand what's going on, you know, but uh, next time in the barrier, Rob, we'll meet up for some wildness. Oh, Rager, the League of Wildness is back. Valerie, good to have you back. I know it's crazy. It's been
0: a year, right? Enrique, congratulations. Let's do this. Michelle. Eric. Hey. Eric's uh, coming off of, I think he just finished 75
1: hard. I know the last update I saw he was super close. Only like three days left. So I'm guessing he, (laughs) he finished it.
2: Yes, you like
0: this.
2: It's funny. It's like i'll walk i'll see you i've I've been seeing a few friends i haven't been out with for a little while or i met up with the group to go climbing yesterday morning and it's like you know everyone's like oh the mustache you know my wife hates it but (laughs) it's kind of fun you know (laughs) peggy what's up okay so eric last friday finished 75 hard that's legit man that's uh I'm going to mess it up if I try and do it off the top of my head, but 75 hard is a challenge where essentially for 75 days in a row, there's like a list of things you do. I know, I know two 45 minute workouts that one is outside as one of the parts and there's some nutrition elements, some other things like that, but it's uh it's no joke. So proud effort by Eric. For sure. And proud efforts. By the League of Wildness for again, one year of, I would, I would, uh, suspect that like 80% of folks in the group have done most, if not all the challenges, or have been in the group since Mm -hmm. kind of our initial launch. So we appreciate you guys. So we're gonna, it is our one year anniversary. So we're, we're going back to our basics, back to roots, we're committing. To outdoor workouts, you guys, you commit to the time anything counts. Any workout you want to do outside, that's all that matters. It's I love these long days. just I just I love taking advantage of it. It's like a magical time, that kind of month leading up to the solstice and then the month after. Just you have so much more time to be outside and and be wild. So that's really what it's all about and hopefully setting maybe you know, we took a break off from the challenges. Maybe, you know, you just, life happens. Hopefully these are also opportunities for you to kind of set some momentum, reestablish some habits, or build some new habits to jump back into it. And I know there's a, I know Eric, you came on, you're new. So my name's Dan. I'm the founder of Wild Gym. We launched in 2014 on Kickstarter. And it's been an epic journey. We've launched eight Kickstarter's now. We have an amazing community, which we refer to as the Wild Family and/or the League of Wildness. Kim has been, Kim has been here pretty much the whole time since, like, I think 2016. Is that right?
1: Yeah, around there. I want it's like six or seven years. Come August.
2: I know. I know. So, I should. Yeah. I should uh, have better dates with this.
1: Yeah, I can't. I want. I, I think it might be 2017
2: that makes more sense actually because we did the kickstarter for monkey bars 2 in summer of 2016 so that mm-hmm. would make sense it was 2017
1: because yeah, i came in right at like fulfillment time for right,
2: right okay that's right yeah. so kim's og wild and basically this is this is wild jim it's kim and myself so kim is up in northern minnesota i'm out in colorado just outside of denver and we use these live pack meets to just kind of have this evolving conversation of this idea of living the wildlife. So on that note, Ooh, Terry asked a question. Is there a patch for this challenge? You know, we're working on some other surprises and I want to Under promise and over deliver, hopefully. So I do have patches. I'm going to actually, do I have them next to me? I'd have to run downstairs and get them. I have the chop wood carry challenge patches and myself and the girls will be mailing those tonight. So I apologize for the delay on those, but those will go out tonight. They're pretty sweet. We have some, uh, we have some surprises that we can hopefully get out for this challenge. So we will update you guys on that. And there, there was kind of a bit of a foreshadowing uh, if you follow us on Facebook or, and, or Instagram, so you can check that out. But so we just, I wanted to start the conversation with Kim today. We kind of like, we like to have some topics to kind of rip, riff back and forth on, but the first thing on my mind is how does your fitness routine, let me, let me take a step back folks tuning in live. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So I, I'm, I'm addressing Kim, but Feel free to drop notes in the comments. We'll kind of do this three-way. We'll Kim and I will go back and forth. We'll dip into the comments, check out your guys' thoughts. So please don't be shy of sharing your thoughts. So what's on? What's kind of on my mind right now is how does your fitness routine change and evolve as we transition into summer?
1: I Summer's way easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> Our... You know, like it's just so much easier to get just steps in, time outside in. I prefer to be outside all the time. And like, I don't, I like being out in the winter too, but we have so little daylight that trying to get everything in along with like walking the dog and everything is like, we just don't have enough time. And it's not that I mind being out in the dark, but it gets a little treacherous in the winter walking around on the ice and the snow in the dark. So yeah, my, my steps go way up, like even just walking the dog, like my steps are up to like 12,000 a day now. Right. So that helps a lot, which is nice for me. One thing I found, you know, we talk a lot in the group about getting the morning sunshine and it's like, one thing I started doing just last week is trying to bookend that with like nighttime darkness before I go to bed.
0: It's mm. so like I step
1: outside before I go to bed when it's dark outside, or at least after sunset. Which has been just it just kind of is a nice like closure.
0: Totally.
2: So you're saying you you want to you go outside when it's actually dark is what you're saying.
1: Well, I try. At this time of year, we're starting to get to where it doesn't get dark until like past my bedtime, but (laughs) it's like long past sunset, so like kind of twilight time.
2: What time is that right now?
1: Um, our sun's actual sunset right now is probably around nine p.m., but we have really long twilight. So it won't actually get dark until 11 ish. And then it starts getting light again at like three 30. Oh, wow. So the birds are up at four they wake me up in the morning because we sleep with the windows. So.
2: (laughs) It's a pleasant way to wake up.
1: It is. It's much better than alarms. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, it is. Do you notice that you sleep more in winter and less in summer? Like, have you ever tracked or measured that? (laughs)
1: I, as far as actual amount that I sleep, it probably doesn't vary much just because we have kids in school. So it's like year round, they get up at the, well, the youngest one, the oldest one's in college, the older two are in college. So the youngest one's still at home. So I'm up with him by seven, Okay. by 6.30, 6.45 every day. And that's kind of year round.
0: Okay. And then,
1: so, so timing wise, it doesn't, but my sleep is. When I can get up and it's light out, like my energy level is way better. Like I don't have to like drag myself to do stuff in the morning when it's still dark, when I get up in the winter. Right. So that energy from the sun is very helpful. That's
2: what I noticed. I was out in Northern. I was in the above the Arctic circle in Norway. This was 2017. It was shout out to Earl wild man on the North. I was, uh, out there and it was like you know the the sun would come up at maybe 10 10 30 and then it would set around 3 or three thirty. but it was like tw- it never it was bright it was like twilight all day and it just it just made you want to like drink coffee and kind of like doze all the time you know versus like now 4 30 well not 4 30 like 5 five thirty, the sun's up it's like you're ready to rock and roll you know mm,
1: yeah. such
2: a different experience i i'd be curious to hear like if that's a phenomenon you know, especially in the higher latitudes, do people tend to sleep more in winter, less in summer, or does do the kind of school and work schedules interrupt that? And is, does that have like a negative, like kind of resisting that, that evolution and change of the seasons and the circadian rhythm, does that have some consequences, you know?
1: I see April mentioned, she said, I love the bookend idea, but the mosquitoes are evil. So I'll have to see how that goes. (laughs) Our bugs this year are absolutely terrible. We had, it really just came out in the last year, but we had, like May was actually super dry. We did not get much rain at all. We actually had a forest fire that started just south of town last weekend so we live right off of a lake so they scoop the water from the lake so we had all the copters and the planes going right in front of our house because they were putting out <laughs> the fire. but but we had so we had such a long like it snowed up until April 30th that was their oh, last wow. snowfall and so it was really wet and the mosquitoes loved that like I walked the dog this morning because it's supposed to be almost 90 here today and that's too hot for her and oh the bugs were just like her face was just covered in mosquitoes like it just they're terrible <laughs> absolutely terrible Oh man. So we had like our three weeks of really nice weather before the bugs came so i hear you it's kind of brief it's a brief period outside in the evening.
0: oh sure sure
2: <laughs> we kim well i don't really have that problem here but kim stands in solidarity solidarity april <laughs> We got sure. shout-out to Wild Mom getting up early to beat the heat. They're out in the barrier in California. Jennifer, shout-out. Welcome back. <laughs> Terry says, summer quote in Florida is an interesting concept. Monica yes. Morgan, Wild Gym East. Check those guys out. Shout-out to uh, Wild Man
0: Chris as well. Michelle saying, summer in Alabama is ruthlessly humid. My daughter, oh nice! They're outside of Denver. Yeah, Jennifer.
2: I saw Jen. So Jennifer got it was just her birthday. Happy belated birthday! She got a pocket in a three sixty, and she's uh she's stoked on the wildness. Tom is saying my sleep is not so great. Occupational hazard. Tom is a firefighter. However, getting up and getting outside in the morning for mobility work has been a great feeling. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like even when I sleep horribly or go to bed too late, I do, I do still enjoy. There's something about there's waking up
0: sitting down inside, but then there's waking up and going outside that does feel quite different. I'll answer my own question. How does your
2: fitness routine change as you transition to summer? It's like I tend the last uh, I'd say maybe like four or five years, I, I tend to do more of like a strength emphasis in the winter, not that. Conditioning side or mobility side goes out the window, but I try and build up a little more strength, just a little more durability during the winter time. And then as summer comes, it's like you got to get on the trails. You know, it's it's bike riding, it's climbing, it's rucking, it's trail running, it's backpacking, hiking. I just took my daughter canyoneering out in Utah for we were there for four days. It was awesome. So it's just as much of that type of stuff as well. So I tend to kind of like. Lose a little bit more of the strength, but it's like, that's, you build it up. So you can kind of, it'll wean throughout the summer and then build back up the next year. You know, I think that's just a nice, that's a nice cycle for me. And I, I think it for just health and fitness in general, like having those waves where you don't, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say it's bad, but I do think there's benefit to having like these seasons of what you're doing. And it's not to say like you completely eliminate strength when you're focusing more on conditioning or endurance, but it's kind of like the balance, the scales tip a little bit. So something to consider. What Kim, what about nutrition? How does that change this summer?
1: Oh, it changes a lot actually. Like winter is all about like stews and soups and curries and I just, it's like the food is heavier and I definitely eat more in the summer. Like when it's hot, like I just don't have a lot of appetite, but so when I eat, my meals are like smaller, like I might have, like my lunch today will probably be a couple of eggs and then yogurt with some blueberries and walnuts. And then yesterday I just made lilac syrup out of our plentiful lilac. So I'm going to put some of that in there and see what happens. (laughs) So, so yeah, that like that, that's basically my lunch is something like that or a salad. They're just, they're calorie, they aren't necessarily volume-wise smaller, but calorie-wise they're definitely smaller, which is funny because I'm busier in the summer, but I just like, we have been in like the eighties, which is pretty warm for us, humid. And I just like, my appetite is just not the same in the summer. It's just, it's just lower because I just don't, you know, food just does not sound as good.
2: Totally. Hold on. I got to pause you for a second. Lilac, lilac syrup. Tell us more about that.
1: I like syrup. It, so we have, lilacs are my favorite flower. When we lived, we moved last June and our previous house had a whole row of them. That was the one thing as I thought, man, we're going to lose our lilacs and it's going to be sad, but our neighborhood is full of them. Like the neighbors have a ring around their entire property. That's all lilacs. So they spread through the whole neighborhood. And so all of the trees are flowering right now and everything smells amazing. So I thought, well, what can you do with them? Like, I wish they lasted longer. Like our flowering trees, it's like five days and they're done. Like, well, what can you do with lilacs? And I, I just looked online and found that it's just kind of a simple syrup. It's like lilac and cane sugar, like a lemon slice, a couple of blueberries for color. And then like, I think cardamom and nutmeg. So you just boil it on the stove for like five minutes, let it sit for a few hours and then just strain it. So, I made dandelion syrup the other day, too, and had those with their waffles one night, which were pretty good.
2: Okay. So, what's the lilac? What's it taste like,
1: the lilac? It, it's kind of a combination because, like, I really didn't want the lemon to be super strong. So, sure. I left it in there just for a minute or two, and then I took it out. So, it's, it's kind of like you can definitely taste the lilac. It's a really strong not not like overly strong but the flavor doesn't get overpowered for it so i I, i've I've, other than having a little spoonful of it when i was making it i haven't tried it yet so the the first experiment
0: okay
2: i picture like a lavender but not quite Is just what i'm imagining you know yeah
1: yep yep and like our neighborhood has like different shades like the lilacs there's like super light purple and then there's dark purple and then we have white ones too totally so, so yeah, my, my nutrition changes quite a bit in the summer, like lots of fresh fruit. We grow garden stuff. So once that stuff starts growing, we get fresh stuff from the garden and then lots of yogurt, <laughs> It's extra good in the summer.
2: You're, you're just making me think like the fresh fruit and vegetable thing for sure. It's like, it's, I, I love the ephemeral nature of those things. Like in Colorado on the West slope, there's, um, They grow a lot of peaches actually peaches and cherries, but peaches are really big and they're, they're so good, but it's like August rolls around and it's the peaches come out and it's, you want to eat as many as you possibly can. I just, I like that ephemeral nature of the summer kind of fruit season and how it evolves over the months. Yeah.
1: Cherries, sweet cherries are one of my favorite for sure. They're they're like super expensive here and i'm just like i don't even care like i'm gonna full bag don't care right (laughs) they're only out for so long so gotta get them when they're good
2: one thing i do notice is i'm less i'm just kind of reflecting i'd be curious i want to track this and see if i'm actually speaking accurately but i feel like i'm less attracted to like fatty foods so i'm more Mm -hmm. attracted to like you know fruit vegetables sweet potatoes And then like leaner meats Mm
1: -hmm.
2: versus like, you know, a nice juicy ribeye in December sounds amazing, but not to say that doesn't sound great in the summer. I think I'm just, I might tend to eat a little bit less fat, which is just interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a lighter food. I wonder how much of it has to do with just, you know, even though like the calories would be somewhat different, it's like, you know, the, the fruits and vegetables are so, readily accessible for energy versus needing to store it for winter. Right, for like right. Biology.
2: Totally. So we got some comments we should dip into. Ooh, Terry got herself a pocket monkey for Christmas as well. So just so you get that baby out. Let's see, Debbie says, I tend to get up very early in the summer. I'm out a lot more. I backpack, kayak, hike, swim, and bike winter. I do more weights and step workouts and also snowshoe. Stephanie is confirming that lilac jelly is good and wild. Added the wild. Tom, nutrition wise, I'm trying to simplify it. I'm trying to focus on good protein and lots of vegetables. I still do soups and chili in the summer and nothing processed. You know, oh, and real quick, Brian, shout out from Brian. Shout out. Brian said, what's up, League of Wildness from Texas. Brian, man, you are relentless with the wildness. I love it so boom props to you man uh tom also is saying a lot more raw foods in the summer Mm
0: -hmm. i think to me the
2: i wouldn't say my wife and i argue about this but some differences between us are like i'll literally make like a sweet potato you know like steamed broccoli or a very basic salad and then like a meat whether it's like grilled chicken a burger steak whatever but that's it. There's no fancy like sauces or seasonings, you know, Redmond real salt. That's it. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe a little butter, but like the majority of my meals are like that. And I don't know if that's just me or do a lot of people like that. But I think it's, if you do eat more simply as Tom's talking about, I think it's way easier to just Mm -hmm. manage caloric load, you know, especially from whole foods. Like I did that, I can't remember the math, but I sent out on one of the Monday momentums a few weeks back. It was like strawberries, raw, natural, whole strawberries versus strawberry ice cream. The caloric density was like ridiculous between the two. I think it was five ice cream was five times more calorically dense than just regular strawberries. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Just super interesting. (laughs) April, I do agree. Ribeye on the grill in summer is fabulous,
0: as well as burgers. So okay kim so we've been emphasizing we've been trying to emphasize more of the health and the fitness
2: side versus just the fitness my question for kim and again for everyone i'd love to hear the folks in the comments as well as who are the healthiest people you know personally and what stands out about their habits their lifestyle anything else you find notable that you think contributes to their health?
1: So it's kind of funny because there's quite a a few people that come up, but the one that comes to mind the most frequently for me is actually my dad because he's 71 and like he has no health concerns. Like he's got no prescriptions. He just, and, and he doesn't like, he would never tell you that he exercises. Like that word is not even like part of his vocabulary, but he's just busy all the time. You know, he went to the, I told this story a couple of months ago, but like he went to the doctor for his checkup and his cholesterol was a little high and they wanted to give him statins. And he was like, I want a couple of months to try a diet first. And when he did that, it his it, he dropped back into normal range and he got mad at the doctor and he was like, well, why don't you tell people that they should try that first? Unless they're like <laughs> so high that it's like emergency level. And they were like, cause no one does it. Like no one makes lifestyle changes. So we just don't recommend them. But like he's busy all the time, like sunup to sundown year round all the time. He walks his dog twice a day, two miles each time. You know, he's still mountain climbing. He's still hiking and all of that stuff. And just like the the busy aspect is what really gets to me is he he's, does not spend a lot of time just sitting around. You know, he knew from a very young age that he wanted to enjoy his later life. And he took, and you can do this as easily now, but he took a job early on when he had just finished high school and he retired when he was 49. And he's been ever since then just doing what he likes to do and it keeps him busy.
2: That's awesome.
1: Keeps him, keeps him active.
2: So when, how old was he when he retired?
1: 49.
2: And what what was he doing before that?
1: So he started. He he worked at one of the mines here in the computer. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like he he was like I uh, I don't know if they would call it IT or what they even called it back then, but he just started working there and worked his way up through right. through just like his skill set versus like credentials. And it would, that would be a lot harder to do now, obviously. But he knew right away. He's like, I don't want to work until I'm 80. You know, he's like, I want to be done working and spend my time how i want to spend my time so totally so that's what he's been doing
2: i just what was that who's i listening i was listening to a podcast yesterday it was like a it was a business podcast nothing super interesting probably for the the league but they were talking about this idea of retirement and how basically like it, it was throwing out the idea of like kind of push more of your retirement into your younger years. So like, you know, that kind of 35, 40 age to like 60 ish, and then work when you're older, you know, it's like, I like that idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, it's, It's hard. You know, and they keep talking about pushing it back even later, you know, and I think the one thing that really worked for him is he lived a really simple life. Like he always lived within his means. He has a lot of skills. So like, he built his house, like the, oh, wow. the entire thing, like from the ground up, the plumbing, the electric, everything, because he had the skills to do that. So it saved him a ton of money on a mortgage, you know, so he kept his life super simple. So when he retired early, he didn't have to rely on social security, which he obviously couldn't get for like 15 more years.
0: Right.
1: So, so he just, just lived lean. And that was his goal the whole time was to be able to use that time to enjoy his retirement.
2: Totally. Well, it's like, it's the time wealth versus the, I guess, monetary wealth, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's
2: like, I just, I just recorded a podcast. It it was, it was, the focus was on stress. I'll release this probably today or tomorrow or early next week. We'll release it soon. But I was kind of postulating that a lot of, I think a lot of the chronic stress is it's, it's financial, right? I think there's this Mm -hmm. pressure From your finances, right, paying your mortgage, car payments, whatever it is. But if you have that, if you kind of trap yourself living kind of at the at the threshold or even above your means, then you you might end up having to be stuck in the job you hate. Versus if you are doing more what you are describing, you just you have more of that freedom, and I think you are gonna have way less stress because of that. You are not you are never gonna completely eliminate it, but you'll reduce it so much. The the guy I am thinking of, my parents are both in really good health and they're just, they're busy. They're kind of in that same busy you're describing where it's not stressful busy. It's like engaging busy.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And it seems like it's good for not just activity body wise, but like mind health too. You know, it's like when you're learning and engaging and doing things, you're not just, you know, it's one of those, like, if you, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, you know, and that kind of applies to everything
2: for sure. Uh, let's dip into comments quick. And then I want to mention, excuse me. I I have, um, some thoughts I'll share as well. Terry or let's see Tom saying I eat breakfast around noon. It's almost always the same sweet potato, Brussels sprouts, and two eggs. That sounds good, man. Sometimes a little chorizo for added spice. Terry trying to transition to whole food plant based, but I still have to take other family members into consideration. You know, the one thing I
0: will mention, I think as you start, I'm starting to think about this. I'm getting close to 40.
2: So sarcopenia, which is essentially muscle wasting, as you get older, it's harder and harder to maintain muscle mass. It's not that you can't do that with a plant-based diet. It's just, it can be a little bit more challenging. So I always, I always like to mention to folks that are going that route, like you just really need to make sure you get enough protein. That's all I really want to say about that. Michelle is saying, I agree about staying busy. My mom is 79. She goes sun up, sun down, rides horses every day, works with bonsai trees and keeps her 40 acres going. Oh, that's legit. Blast. Let's see. Okay. So... Oh, as I say, so the the healthiest person I can think of is my buddy, Michael. We've climbed together a ton. He's six years older than me. So he's 44, but he looks 30. I mean, and there's a lot of people in the area that there's kind of like this nebulous age between like kind of late 20s and like mid to late 40s where it's kind of hard to tell how. Oh, and it, what I notice is, is in common with all these people is they spend a ton of time outside and they have these engaging outdoor activities, whether that's climbing, trail running, cycling, hiking, whatever. Also, what I would say I notice is their stress level is like super low. My buddy Michael specifically, like the dude is just mellow. He's a personal trainer, like lives a pretty simple life almost every weekend is out either doing something local around here, outside, or, you know, local road trip, something like that. And, uh, yeah, so I just, I see his lifestyle and I I'm envious in a way because I, with, with having a business, there's a lot of just, you, you, you almost can't not be ruminating on the future because you have to be thinking forward, right? It's, it can be challenging to be, In the moment. So yeah, it's to me, it's the common things that they're super active. They spend a ton of time outside and it's the stress level is just low. Whereas I think of my friends, people I know that have like super intense corporate jobs where they're traveling all the time and like they, they might be fit, like they're physically fit. They can, they're athletic, but they've got that look of like stress in their face. You know what I'm talking about? So that's what I've noticed from a pattern perspective. Okay. Let's do, I think this would be, let's, let's finish on this one and then maybe a bonus one. Cause I'm, I am curious to hear the last one. So, uh, Kim, what would you say to someone that is just starting their fitness journey and just joined the league wildness? They're kind of maybe getting, they're either starting for the first time or getting back on the horse after some time
1: off. um, so I actually wrote this one out. I said, okay. when I think, while I think setting goals, both near and far on a timeline is good, you really have to consider fitness a lifetime venture. It's going to look different whether you are 25, 45, 65, or whatever, but you have to be careful about accepting the societal view that getting older means falling apart. It doesn't have to be that way. You lose what you don't use, and that includes strength, cardio, balance, mobility, and flexibility. If you can work to maintain them all, it'll make getting older much easier.
0: Well said. That's awesome. I think just to add on what Kim said, I think
2: the fitness industrial complex, the evil fitness industrial complex has kind of created this environment where there's everything's like a 30-day you know, booty blaster or 90 day fat buster or whatever it is. It's not to say that intense periods of focus are a negative thing, but you really, for health and fitness, it's really playing the long game, what Kim said. So what's cool is if you are just starting out, you get the newbie gains, meaning essentially that the, you can, when you're starting out, make really kind of like step function type of improvements in your health and fitness, if you're essentially going from nothing or very little to some significant training, you can make some really significant progress quite quickly. What's going to start to happen is there's these kind of, you'll see diminishing returns as time goes on. And the longer you go and the harder you train and the higher up you get, the more input you're going to have to put into training to get like really marginal gains. That's not what we're super focused on at least at wild gym. But what I would say is it's just having that long game mindset and thinking about like where you're going to be in 10 years versus like 10 months. So hopefully that's useful to you guys. And, uh, Oh, we got a comment here. So Michelle is saying, yes, I'm 59. Try joining the gym. And because of my athletic youth, I hurt myself so bad trying to keep up with the young fit folks. For me, I'm just starting with walking instead of sitting. Yeah, that's perfect. It's kind of like, you know, I used to work, I worked at a gym. I ran several gyms for a while, kind of while we were building up wild gym. And what I noticed is folks would come in essentially off the couch. And especially the former athletes were kind of the worst in the way because they had the mindset to go hard and they'd, tended to get injured. Whereas someone that could at least modulate that desire to compete and keep up the, the people that could do that really well, they tended to have a much better transition and basically never got hurt. So something to consider just air on the air on the lighter side, I guess. So if you're, you feel like you're pushing yourself, you need a rest day, listen to your body, your body's smart. Just uh, don't let it, don't let it trick you either. You know what I mean. Tom, to quote Tom says, to quote a good friend, above all else, focus on consistency.
0: It's not about being extreme. Shout out, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I,
2: the, the, my final, well, okay. I'm going to have one more final thought and then, Kim, we have a,
0: a question that I, I'm curious about here. So, Kim and I have been talking. We want to treat we want to treat the group essentially
2: more of how we would treat like a community and essentially like a gym or even like a team is how I'm thinking about it. And what that means is essentially we want to be, we we have these like short-term blocks, which would be things like challenges, programs, et cetera. But then we also want to be thinking longer term. So it's less about it's less about this like micro level. Did you do the challenge type of thing? Those will, those are useful to kind of like start the engines, but we want to really approach this more of essentially like a training program for health and fitness. That's, I think also important to highlight. It's not just fitness, it's the health and fitness side of it. So those would be my kind of my closing thoughts. And, oh, Brian, got to read your comment. Brian says, Wild Gym has been a blessing, and I work night shift 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. Dang. I'm a big fan of fitness, especially doing outside. That's no joke, man. Kim, uh, okay, closing comment, closing thought question for Kim, your go-to coffee for summertime.
1: (laughs) So I laughed at this comment. I'm actually not all that picky about my coffee. Like, I drink most of the time I get Target's organic fair trade. It's called three regions blend. Okay. I just, I tried it and I liked it. So I just buy it all the time. I've had some really bad coffees and when they're bad, you can definitely tell, but like, as long as it's a decent coffee, I'm happy. But I think a lot of that is cause I, I add, I add to my coffee. I add chaga, turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and black pepper oh every day and then sometimes i mix in like nutmeg or cardamom so so my coffee is like 25% spices <laughs> so it kind of like it changes the flavor entirely so that might be part of why i don't notice as much the flavor because it has so much other stuff in it
2: well we need kim's coffee spice is what we need
1: <laughs> yes
2: you know my mom she would spice her- their coffee whenever i go out there it's like it's it's good yeah so good
1: i've been drinking it for so long that it's hard not to so like now when i went to dc i have to bring like my containers of spices and then like i I just i only carry on for those kinds of trips so i always wonder what they think of like my collection of spices (laughs) in the (laughs) bag and then i ran out of turmeric and had to buy more at the grocery store we were there so i had to bring that home with me and, and camp like backpacking and camping like it's kind of hard to bring this, all true, this true. Stuff with you but totally that's right
0: of wildness <laughs>
2: we appreciate you guys thank you for being back for our one year challenge anniversary hope you guys enjoy the outdoor wildness we'll be here tuesday next week and uh we'll set the momentum for the next 21 days so use the group for fuel use it for motivation and don't please don't be afraid to share what you're up to it's there's something called social facilitation where it's essentially in a group everyone's effort gets lifted from that kind of positive group momentum so we encourage you guys to post encourage others welcome our new members And we'll all just keep getting a little bit wilder. So much love. We'll see you guys out there.
1: Bye, everyone.